Love Talk Radio. I'm here, yeah. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. It is the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show podcast. Tonight, it's the mini rolling ring WrestleMania wrap-up show. Joining Al and I in studio is Billy Wack. Billy, how you doing? I'm hanging in there. How are you guys? Doing it. Live. Live. Yeah. Says something today. Jeff Buckets Graveline. Sports journalist, bartender extraordinaire is here. How you doing, uh, Jeff? Buckets? Jeff? Buckets, buckets, buckets please. Buckets. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Good. I think it's at the bar. Right? Uh, I don't know. I, I slunk out to uh, come talk to you guys, so to make it worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this year's show, we do it every Wednesday live at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com. We are a Chicago-based podcast. Topics tend to include wrestling, of course. Uh, a lot of bears. Yeah, a lot of bears. And again, because we're doing the wrestling show this year, we are not doing the Masters. Yeah. So, you know, just knock that off the calendar. As we mentioned last week, we flipped a coin and wrestling won this year. Had good choice. That was it. Yeah. So here we are. Tonight is the mini rolling ring. The mini rolling wrestling ring podcast. Yeah? Yeah? Lawrence, Lawrence giving me the... Uh, turn, turn him up. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening. At Larger Lawrenson on Twitter, if we can ever figure out how to use it. Thanks for listening on iTunes. Thanks for listening on Stitcher Radio. You can always find all of our episodes on Blog Talk Radio as well under the on-demand episodes. I am just going to hand it over to my partner, the one and only Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. Well, thanks, Clark. It's an honor to do another exciting program with you. And tonight's theme, of course, wrestling, which, by God, we're all huge fans here. Um, Billy Wack involved in the sport. Buckets, a journalist. Myself, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the hell I am. A radio guy? Uh, I don't know. Clark, some I'm kind a, of comedy thing? Yeah, something. By the way, a new show in three weeks. Yeah, we should bring that up. Uh, Underground Lounge. April 26th, 7 p.m., comedy accident. The comedy group they were in. I, I yeah, saw, Billy. I saw the ad for that. Did you catch it? I yeah. Go. I didn't know it was you guys. Yeah, yeah that's us. Yeah. yeah. Fun times. Yeah. 7 p.m. it starts. Uh, about. Right. Doors open at 7. So 30 years ago, WrestleMania 1 started this whole thing off, and it, it was amazing. I mean, I remember as a kid, I wasn't quite old enough to appreciate it, but I was old enough to see Mr. T and get excited and see, see uh, Rowdy Piper and, and just the, the, the whole spectacle. And I, I remember hearing people talking about it, and it, WrestleMania really didn't become conscious. Of course, WrestleMania 2, Rosemont Horizon, I do remember that, but then 3 was really where... It blew up, and here it is 30 years later in the history they have created, um, and it all came together. It all came together, and uh, I thought it was a really good show. I, I just Overall thoughts, we could start there. Um, uh, Billy Wack, let's start with you. Uh, i got to tell you, I uh, currently can't stand most of the things that the WWE puts out. Uh, right. I, I'm, I, because I'm in the business, I'm jaded. I'm not happy. I've been in it for so long. Yeah. I am, my glass is, is ha- you could say, half empty. You could say mostly empty uh, when it comes to wrestling. I'm sick of Randy Orton. I'm sick of Batista. Uh, I, the storyline, Triple H, and keeping Daniel Bryan. We've seen this authority type thing. Uh, Absolutely. So going into it, I had absolutely no expectations. And coming out of it, I have been renewed yes. as a WWE fan. I yes. Did, I, and I did not think this could happen. I did not think it could happen. I didn't either. Uh, yes. Uh, stunned. I mean, it, 
I was impressed with the show. I was too. I, I same thing. I haven't watched wrestling in probably five or six years. I mean, I've been away from the product. I, I was conscious of it. I saw what was going on, but I didn't care. And every time I tuned in, I was bored, and I, I didn't like what was going on. And we started watching around Royal Rumble. Uh, the network was coming. The network was coming. Yeah. And we said, well, let's check this out. Let's see what's going on. And they put together a show that interested me, and then they delivered. So that, that's something. Buckets, you were there. I, I was there. I was in New Orleans. I was in the uh, the Silverdome, as Hulk uh, yeah. so consciously <laughs> called it several times. Um, I, I was at last year's in New York, and this show stacked up uh, very well the last year's. I mean... It, it was it was a great show. It was a great show. I was you're, impressed. You're, just not, you're not satisfied. You're very upset about the Undertaker thing. I've, is that right? Heartbroken about the Undertaker. Heartbroken about the Undertaker. And that's really the headline: was Undertaker loses. It, it was uh, it was shock. It shocked me. There's there have been a lot of headlines this week as right. far as as pro wrestling goes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Undertaker thing. I mean, that is amazing. And there's all these different rumors and theories and and conspiracy theories yeah. now about what's going on. Uh, who knows if we're ever gonna, you know, it'll, it might take some years, just like with the uh, the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart thing. It took 15 years before they finally kind of came clean on that. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? Who knows what is gonna happen? The, the the fact that it happened that way was amazing, and it really it was the first time I'd actually been shocked watching wrestling in in decades. I mean, yeah. just the internet. Right. Isn't Agreed. That, isn't that what it's all about? Yes. Isn't, it, isn't that what it used to be yes. all about? And especially during the uh, the Attitude Era, uh-huh. like this guy jumped ship or this guy showed up here. Or it was like exciting. And uh, it almost got to the point then when you were expecting a surprise yeah. every week. And then right. it died out for 10 years and there were no surprises. Exactly. Well, everything was everyone's sense so involved now. Like yeah. everybody's so involved. You can, you can catch on to what's going to be happening. But as far as uh, something that stunning, we, we haven't seen anything, like, as you said, in years. And, I mean, everybody. We, our jaw, my jaw dropped. They got, they got the media Here. attention because of it. Yes. Otherwise, it's just another WrestleMania where the underdog rose to the top and won, which was satisfying. But that loss made it that much more valuable because now it really is a new era. And when we were talking about the build-up to WrestleMania, I said I didn't care about the Brock Lesnar-Undertaker match because I didn't think there was any way they were going to have Brock Lesnar win that match. So who cares? I know Undertaker can't perform at a level he used to, so I knew it wasn't going to be anything special. But to go ahead and have a guy and build up like this guy physically can win, this guy looks like he can win, this guy should win. There's no reason Brock Lesnar should not win that match. And then you have The Undertaker come out, and he looks slow, he looks old, and he looks beatable, and then to actually deliver on that was was great storytelling. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Undertaker looked mortal for for the first time in a long time. And it was, like you said, the, the physicality of Lesnar... Just imposing his will during the match. I mean, it was it was shocking. Yeah, he dominated. I went back and watched yesterday, knowing the results, and it was they did a great job. I mean, I don't know how beat up Undertaker was, but he looked like shit. But it's amazing you if you watch it. Uh, and and there's a rumor that it was like early in the match there was an overhead German suplex or something like that, yeah. and Undertaker uh-huh. landed on his head. And, it, and like you said, going back and watching it, if you know that, then you know that for the rest of the match. This poor man is struggling through it. And, and you know he wants to bring it. You know he, right. I mean, they, they thaw right. out once a year now for this. <laughs> right. So, it's like, so, yeah. so you're hoping he can at least physically get through it. Right. And if you watch at the very end, uh, well, first off, they, they didn't cue Lesnar's music. Right. Because supposedly they didn't know. And also they, they said they didn't have the graphic ready, the 21 and 1. Yeah. You know, but they, they finally scrambled it together. Wow. Uh, 
But watch Undertaker at the very end because he stays in the ring and he does his thing and they play his music and all that. And he, he gets out of the ring and the camera kind of swivels around behind him and it shows the long entrance ramp. Yeah. And you feel bad again because this beat up, probably concussed man yeah. has to walk <laughs> all the way up that thing. And, and, and yeah. he gets in the back and I got the Undertaker smoke going on and he's confused and he's all looking around. Right, and then, yeah. then he just fades out. And that's when they say that Supposedly, he fell right after that, and Vince ran over and took him away in an ambulance or whatever. Yeah. Wow. But you just feel bad for him, because after going through that, he still has to walk back. You know? <laughs> yeah. Does that in the walk of shame, almost. But, and you could, I thought, when watching it again, I felt like he was supposed to stay in the ring. It was supposed to be that slow build. And, and by the way, thank God Jim Ross is gone. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, mean, I know <laughs> a lot of Jim people Ross. love the man. <laughs> Jim Ross, but man, the silence in WrestleMania was... Awesome. The moments where you can take it in as a fan without some idiot yelling in your ear, loved it. You know what? I agree with you 100%. And a lot of people want to give me grief for yeah. not liking Jim Ross. Wow. Uh, Jim Ross is probably a great guy, no doubt. But he actually can't really sp- – he can't physically speak. <laughs> Only one shot of his mouth works, King. So it's like – that's another – you watch this sad man week in and week out. And he, he, can't, he, can't, he can't talk. No, I'm sorry. he can't. He could, you know, I'm not saying he can't come up with the words and formulate the sentences and put a great story behind whatever's going on. But he can't physically speak. Yeah, and I've never seen a guy so much. He, he invented a pro wrestling, if you ever listen to him talk, which, <laughs> which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, – yeah, the whole the whole taker thing was. Uh, I, so, what was the, the the crowd like? I mean, it it, it sucked the energy out of the room. It, air. it the open of the show, the build to taker, the crowd is buzzing. I mean, obviously the lights dim, the fireworks, the smoke, and you get taker coming down, and the crowd is electric, and yeah. we're ready to watch twenty two and zero get thrown up on the screen, and then to watch the match and see Lesnar hit the third F five, and. T- Lesnar walks out of the ring, and Taker is just a crumpled heap next to the ropes and just struggles, struggles to get up that long entrance ramp. And going back, the, the 21 and 1 graphic went up almost instantaneously in the arena. Like, uh, oh, it did. Instantaneous. Like, they, they knew oh, it was. I, feel like, I felt like they knew it was coming because they didn't wait an, a second. Like, the... Okay. Ref hits three, okay. 21 and one is on the screens, and the crowd died, like in shock, <laughs> pin drop silence from 80,000 people. Just, I mean, you guys have seen the, the internet meme of the kid yeah. with oh, his yeah. hands on his oh, face. Yeah. Like we saw that was the entire crowd was like that. And after the match, honestly, about a quarter of my section, half of my section just walked out. Whoa. Was, what? They, they just. They were, they were that <laughs> upset. They, they, they were that upset. After those people came there to see The Undertaker win. Like, yeah. how much yeah. fun is that? Like, yeah. you know, like, imagine, like, hey, welcome to WrestleMania. Here's a list of all the, the guys that are going to yeah. win and how it's going to happen. Oh, cool. All right. And if that deviates off the script, I might just get up and leave. Uh. It, was, it was that shocking to us, to me and my three friends that were with us, that were with me. It, it sucked the air out of everyone. Our section thins out incredibly and then the next there was the divas match which was just hot garbage just filling time so those <laughs> yeah. people who left could buy their t-shirts and then come back and, in yeah hope right. the big match fingers yeah. crossed and but even in the the main event match the first 10 15 minutes of it the crowd is still talking about taker and you don't you don't see the pops for the big moves or the reversals or the near falls it's everyone just kind of looking at each other saying did we did we just see the streak end 
Did that happen? Are we that drunk, or what's going on here? I think there was more of a stunned silence in the arena uh, yeah. for this than there was for when Owen Hart fell, I think. <laughs> I, honestly, oh. I, I, I think Probably. so. Yeah, well... The feeling watching, I remember way back watching the Owen Hart thing. Watching it from home, I didn't know if it was a work or not. I thought, agreed. I had no agreed. idea. I totally I think, thought the blue blazer was dead. It was yeah, Jim too. Ross. It was Jim. Jim. Yeah. La- ladies and gentlemen, I have the sad news to report. That, and, you, and it's like, wait, wait for it. That Owen Hart has died. And we're like, Jesus <laughs> Yeah. But this is the same guy who says everybody so how could you tell? Yeah. yeah. He's got a, got a crimson, crimson mask. We should have seen it that he wasn't mentioning carnage everywhere and, right. and stuff like that. I don't know. Fans, there is blood all over this ring. It, this is a ter- terrible thing. What's just, just happened to Owen Reminds Hart. me of my barbecue sauce. Jared's barbecue sauce. <laughs> Throws really, in a pitch. It's just Jeez. sad that that guy was the voice of our generation. I mean, I don't, I don't hate Jim Ross. I know you I don't you're hate from him. Kirkland, Illinois. Yeah, not, so I loved, loved him. him. In, in Clark's defense, I don't hate JR either. Thank you. I, I don't hate him. I would love to sit here and talk to him, but I don't oh, want yeah. him as the voice he, of no, the Monday agreed. Night product. Yeah, his, his wrestling knowledge is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. 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 In, now, you, you realize if Undertaker would have won, it wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have been at anything really that special. It's just another... I mean, I saw Undertaker beat Jake the Snake. At that point, at that point, no, that's not. It's not a historic event. Uh, and I think uh, walking out of the stadium after that was the murmur between everyone was we just saw history, and everyone was taking solace in that fact. Like it sucks the Taker lost, but at the same time, we saw the streak end. We saw 22 years of history end. Yeah. Like I'm 28. That's more. That's all of my life almost is Taker winning at WrestleMania. <laughs> Think about it. Undertaker's yeah. first WrestleMania victory. Whoa, wah, wah, a baby is being forced into the world. He will grow up. He'll, he'll get carded. He'll go to his first bar, and the Undertaker is still undefeated <laughs> yeah. at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Amazing. That's very true. So is this it for Undertaker? Is he retiring? Mm. I would hope so. I, I would got to assume he is. I mean, with the way he came up the ramp, I mean, the, how bad he looked in the ring, like, He's got to be done, right? I would hope so. I mean, what else are you going to do with him? Uh, if they didn't do the Brock Lesnar thing, you know, or, or, or you know, however this went down, whether it was planned or not, uh, in my opinion, what they should do or, or could still do maybe is have Brock Lesnar start to call himself the Undertaker. Like he's assumed <laughs> the right. mantle of yeah. the Undertaker. Like I, I beat the Undertaker, so I'm the new Undertaker. And you can still have the streak. The record books will show that each year. The Undertaker won at WrestleMania. <laughs> so, like, keep, keep the franchise alive like that. That's, why haven't they hired you yet? Yeah, come, on. come on. There it is. Well, it is going to be interesting what they do with Lesnar, because what I understand is he only has a year contract. Is he full-time for the next year, or is he part-time? I don't think he is full-time. Part-time. I heard he gets to pick his spots, and they're usually around pay-per-views. Yeah, right? and that was, that was our argument down there was, why do you, if they're going to, do that, why do you dump it to basically a walking sandwich billboard who only shows up? Because people know his name outside of wrestling. And when right. we're reporting yeah. on the news on Monday about Undertaker losing his streak to Lesnar, it, it gives them even more credibility that this guy who was UFC champion is the guy who lost it to. And if I were them, I would not have him lose this next year. I mean, I would just have him be a monster have, heel. Have him be Goldberg? Knocking yeah. people yeah. out. Pretty yeah. much. But a different kind of Goldberg. A Goldberg who's Earned his keep. Bucket, you bring up the uh, the walking sandwich billboard. It, that's just trying to continue on with the UFC. Agreed. Yeah, right. One hundred percent. Part of the work. Yeah, it, it's cool. 
And I'm sure they got some money from Jimmy John. Yeah, well, (laughs) I mean, you're not going to do it without that. Hey, uh, it's the Larcher and Larcher Sports Show, the mini rolling ring wrestling. You came up with this, Al, so you got to back it up. I do. I like. I love the the mini rolling ring ring was always my favorite WrestleMania wrap up show. The mini ring, they got to bring it back. One one time, one match. (laughs) They should have had a life size Andre statue that night, and they should have brought it down on a mini ring. I don't don't know if we're we'll go into Monday Night Raw at all, but did you see? Did you see the statue? Kind of. It was it was enormous. It was it was Andre yeah. sized. Yeah. And as soon as you saw the statue on Raw, you knew it didn't stand a chance. Oh no, it was gone. It right. was gone yeah. from the second it it, it hit I the mean, airwaves. It was it Bad News Brown and Bret Hart? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking. About I that. thought about that exactly. Yeah. That's it, Billy. That's yep. it. Uh, uh, Billy Wack, of course, he's been in, in in the industry for for quite a few years now. Let me tell you around. about this guy. When I was a kid, I used to go see the LWF. And I used to see Billy Wack at the center of the ring, and I'm like, wow. When you were a kid. I mean, yeah, we, I know. I, I was a kid also then, so we've, we've got to be around the same <laughs> we age. We probably when, are when, when, the same age. When we were all kids, you used to go see that. I, I never made it to it. Uh, where I grew up, I think I was a little bit out of the loop from there. I, I did see a few federations come out to well, like uh, Rockford, the high schools, and things like that. I'd go and catch a few things, but I don't know for sure if our paths ever crossed. Growing up in the Chicagoland area yeah. as a kid, I mean, it used to be... Once or twice a year, Windy City Pro Wrestling would, would come to something, and they would put on a really dull show. And it just it ne- it never compared to what I was seeing on television. And then the LWF came along, and it was like, wow, these, these guys are having fun. And they're putting on great shows, and it was amazing. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. That was good. That yeah. was a good time. Of course. Where, where are you now? What are you doing now? Uh, I am doing the... Uh the the writing and the video and I do the commercials and I'm a, I'm an evil manager over at Pro Wrestling Blitz and we're out of Joliet. Okay. Uh, we run once a month and like every other month we bring in a name. We're uh, we, we we had Paul Bearer in his last match. Uh, oh wow! Uh, like, yeah, wow. So, like, we, wow. We we get the good guys. Like yeah. I know there's a lot of guys that kind of work you know for feds around the area, but we get the we get the good ones. So we're not, we're not going to see the Honky Tonk fan. You, you no, you won't see the Honky Tonk fan. <laughs> the thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Um, 888-787-4827 if you're listening live give us a call uh, ask us your questions or your thoughts on uh, well on Wrestlemania what, what was your, Clark what was your biggest disappointment with the Wrestlemania what didn't they deliver on um, I, I'd say uh, well um, I'm sorry I'm looking at it right here you know I was really upset that AJ Lee took the championship <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that makes sense yeah there you go perfect yeah you know, why were the New Age Outlaws in there? You know, we, we talked about that before. Right. What, what, what was that all about? Why, are they, why, why did they get so long this run? And I, I, I saw that Brian James is – Brian James, right? That's yeah. his name. I saw that he's uh, behind the scenes with him. He's an official at, yeah. at this time, right? Yeah. So that's kind of – it was great to have him back for a couple weeks, for right. a little while. And then when they did the Chicago show, he told the CM Punk lovers that, uh, no, uh, I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah. We said thank you. No, We're like, yeah, yeah, it was great to hear it once or twice again. <laughs> it was really great to hear your entrance mm-hmm. again. But it's just, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's time. And then when they lost the belts to the, to the Usos, uh, the Usos, right? Yeah, I yeah, say the Uso. New age, the I new say Usos, you say O. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There it is. Yeah. Uh, we, we didn't think they had a chance to, at that. Um, that. That was it. Yeah. I didn't like, uh, what, what happened to the titles? Where, where are the titles? Oh, yeah. You know what? That, that is my gripe. There was no intercontinental yeah. title defense. Right. Uh, ever since Steamboat Savage, uh, there should always be an IC title Absolutely. defense. Absolutely. Even if it's... Of course. Even, I mean, this, it's Big E these days. But whatever. Give us that belt. Well, you know? and, and even before the big news that, that broke late last night and this morning, I mean, just having uh, 
just just having the Ultimate Warrior uh, making the Hall of Fame and Razor Ramon making the Hall of Fame. You Last would call think Scott that Hall. there would be. Yeah, is that weird? He was Razor Ramon, not yeah. Scott uh, Hall. Here, here's what I've been. Here's, here's what I was hearing. The, the thought behind it, or what you know, what you've been checking out, is that next year Diesel will get enshrined. Diesel, not Kevin Nash. And then another year later, or two years later. Uh, it'll oh, the, be the NWO outsiders. Or the, oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Or, yeah. All right. That, that's kind of what I'm seeing. But uh, aren't we smart enough to be able to say Scott Hall and Scott Hall? Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, yeah. Nash, you watched you watched the whole thing live, right? I did. I actually, I did you catch any of it? Scoring. I watched it live. Yeah, yeah me the whole too. Weekend has, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so saturated with wrestling. Yeah, this me too. Week. It's like, oof. But, but Amy Dumas can talk. She can. She uh, she can talk for she's, a while. She's got a few stories. Yeah, she she does. I, I, lo- I mean, I love the Hall of Fame. It's, I mean, I love the old stuff, so, of course, it just it, it touches a place. And Jake the Snake was better than the movie The Wrestler. I mean, that was he, – he just – what they couldn't do, he did in that speech. I mean, I was crying and laughing at the same time. It was amazing. Uh, the Mr. T stuff was just – because it, when, it, when he came on, we're like, this is going to be the short guy. Right. He's going to be like, oh, thank you all. Thank, thank, thanks, for, thanks for the Hall of Fame. And then he's going to be out. Yeah. No. No, definitely not. <laughs> How many ways can you thank thank your mom? Uh, apparently, it was quite phenomenal. A few. Not enough. Have you seen any of this? I've I've not seen any of this. I was too busy uh, bouncing around Bourbon Street to uh, catch the Hall of Fame or the Access that is on the to do list though next year in uh, San Francisco. Okay. Gonna get okay. gonna get the package. Gonna gonna go all in. Nice. There it is. Yeah, we'll send you out there too. Cause, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, the <laughs> we'll send you. We'll send you. Yeah. Uh, going back, the most disappointing thing for me, the Shield, the Shield match. Three minutes of... Three minutes, eight seconds. Just too quick. It was Daniel Bryan and Sheamus all over again, the 18-second title change. Yeah. yeah. Just, well, it kind of comes back to the New Age Hall. I mean, yeah. they, they were in... I, I don't know. Right. They weren't working a 20-minute match. Yeah, no. So. They, I, don't, I don't think they had the gas. I mean, they had the dark match uh, and then that. You know, Al told you that he and I both came back for the Rumble. Like, watching... Uh, the the Shield Roman Reigns like them with the Wyatt set I thought it was a fantastic match I mean Wyatt Bray Wyatt can he can do he, he can do he's, things he's going to be main eventing Mania in a, in a couple of years I I think oh, probably I don't know your thoughts Billy on on those guys on that uh, match on the it, Shield it, at first I wasn't into it because I was like anybody can get up there and cut a weird psycho ish promo right. but uh, but believe it or not it was go, it was going into the WrestleMania thing and he and he goes. He said, you know what, John? He's talking about John Cena, and he goes, I, I can see you. And for some reason, like, that clicked with me, and I was like, whoa, all right, all right. And then I actually yeah. started listening to the rest of the, the mumbo-jumbo. And it's true. If you're, if you're wrestling, uh, it, it's very stereotypical to go out there and yell into the microphone and talk, you know, I hate this guy, and blah, 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 here's what I'm going to do to him. And at the next pay-per-view on August 38th, you know, always yeah. drop the date and whatever. Uh, so it always seems really contrived, but... Uh, if, if you have a guy that, that just that, that talks quietly, and Jake Roberts even said it, people will they'll want to listen to what the guy is saying as opposed to just the stereotypical "I'm yelling in a microphone." So I'm I am getting into it, and you know the spider the spider walk thing that he yeah. does. Yeah, I've seen it before, but the way he the way he pulled it out at WrestleMania was a perfect time. Uh-huh. And everybody yeah. in the world saw it then, maybe for the first time. So like I think it it, it was good. I'm I'm a fan now. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Good. How about you, Al? Your uh, your disappointing thing? The titles. Yeah, yeah I mean, it. I just the Intercontinental. And t- what happened to tag team wrestling? I mean, is it just does it just take too much time? Or it's, it's, it's not a thing. Wrestling. It's not a thing anymore. It's not. It's a, it's well, they, they did it in the pre-show, right? Which was too early they, for me to make. They did it. The, they did it in the dark. Sh- uh, the dark match. The the pre-match was the Usos, the New Age Outlaws, and 
two other teams I, that I, I don't had, they care had that about. On, they had that on WWE. Yeah, it was on. Right? It was on the network. It was on the network. Um, and I mean that they basically put all four tag teams that they have right now in the match, and that was it. Like they don't they don't have a tag team division. Yeah. Hey, are they building up Shield versus Evolution? Is that? I think that's what's. what's I, I th- yeah, I was gonna say I think that's what's coming. I think that's kind of interesting. <laughs> I mean, hmm. you know, it begins. I mean, you can't. You can't. I don't know what they're doing with the Shield. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a feud right there. That I can't see the Shield winning, but. I well, think they don't know, and what happens to to them is they have to wait for something to dictate to them, like uh, uh, Punk, for example. Oh, we don't have Punk, so we better start building up six other things and guys right now and really defining them. And it, it's uh, it's the classic case of um, uh, I'm going to blow the analogy, but like w- when when you can't figure something out, you are forced to. Yeah. So I think that's what's going on, and. Uh, even though the Shield did get like the three-minute match this year, it's like you said, Sheamus and Daniel Bryan did last year, and now look at Daniel Bryan this year. Right. Or was that right. last year for him, or was that two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago, two years ago was the Sheamus-Bryan okay. uh, in Miami. Um, okay. The thing about the Shield, though, is that, the, like we said, you, they don't really know what they're doing, it seems like, because it's one week they're, it looks like they're going to split up, the next week they're BFFs, and then they're going to split up, and now they're getting a big push as a team again, and yeah. it's like you, gotta, you can't just yank us back and forth. You've got to... Pick something. Right. Well, you, you wondered if they would break up at, at WrestleMania, but after, uh, after uh, what? A, after uh, Cesaro. A, after Cesaro. The, after, yeah, Cesaro, real after, after they broke up, it's kind of like maybe only one, yeah. one team can break up uh, for the night. True. Uh, what did you think of him winning? Loved the, it. Uh, Loved yeah? it. Loved it. Loved Cesaro. Loved the King of Swing. I think he's, I think he's hilarious. I think he's great. Yeah, I, they love him. And, and like, that's a guy I'd like to see with like, the Intercontinental title. Yeah, agreed. You know? yeah, Give it some credibility. Cool. When, when they first announced the, the Battle Royal, the, the Andre the Giant one happening, I wasn't sure if I was going to buy into it. And then you kind of built it up for me, Al, uh, beforehand. Really? Yeah, I appreciate it. Just, uh, <laughs> you just sold him. I, I don't remember. Sold me. I was happy with it. Of course, they got to have Big Show. He got to do uh, a lot of uh, homage, paying homage to, to Andre. That was awesome. Agreed. Him? I um, thought that thing was set up for him to win. Oh, yeah. yeah I for thought sure. this was for him. Yeah. And I was like, and I'll bet. And I said it. I'm like, Big Show wins tonight. He retires on Monday because, uh-huh. uh, like, what else is he going to do at this point? He, yeah. He's got the Andre the Giant trophy, but when Cesaro won it, uh, he did it with this textbook perfect body slam. Yes, and that sold it for me. I oh was yeah, like, perfect. That's yeah. it. Okay, fine, Cesaro. Uh, the ease that Cesaro did it was was, oh. was the thing. Like he he didn't just scoop him and dump him over the ropes. He held him. Sort of held him. And, and yeah. The crowd, the crowd ate it up, and Cesaro was with with them breaking up the real Americans in the pre-match, in the pre-show, and then for him to come out and do that, you knew like he's he's coming. Yeah, it's he's coming. He's gonna be he's gonna be a big part of the WWE for a while, I think. And he's with Paul Heyman now. He's he is a Heyman guy now. He he dropped Zeb. All right, and well, Zeb was Zeb was probably a smart move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thoughts on Heyman? I, I thought it was. I think it's a good move. To, to go to him, he's great on the mic. I mean, yeah, he's that's what he does. He's the best. Yeah, he's the he's the best on the no mic question. easily. I don't know, Billy. Is that your thought on on, on Paul? Uh, throw it oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I think so. Yeah, he's uh, in a day and age when they don't. There was a long time where they weren't using managers, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. to have the the one of the ones. There's two, I guess, uh, with Zeb. I don't think there's anybody else, but to have one that is so perfect. Uh, Heyman is great. Yeah, Heyman's great. Yeah, he is the man. The man actually that night, of course, uh, Daniel Bryant winning the the title. Yeah, the yes, the yes movement. 
you were excited about, and it was what I think needed to happen. I thought it was smart how they did it, um, and I'm satisfied with it. I just don't know what kind of champion he's going to be. I just don't know if this is a, a temporary thing or uh, he could be the new anti-champion. I mean, they were talking about he's five foot eight, two hundred nothing. I mean. He's basically me. Like, he's my size. I'm not any bigger or smaller than him. He's a little bigger than you. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a little yeah, bigger than me. Well, whatever. Know. Okay, whatever. We'll get past that. But, I mean, he's not your stereotypical... <laughs> I don't know if he can. 6'4", like, muscle-bound Brock Lesnar dude. He's a regular-looking guy. But he's also not Steve Austin. Agreed. Yeah, he's you not know, Steve Austin. I, just, I don't know that he could carry... Once you get, I don't think he's that great on the mic. No, no he's not. I, I think the yes movement is fun, you, but there's a point where it's not going to be fun. You can't, you you can't milk it that way. You said weeks ago or a month ago, Al, you said that as soon as he wins it, what are you going to do with it? Well, yeah. Now that so the now underdog is the, the man, he's the top dog, can he hold it? And it, It's interesting. It's compelling. It's certainly, uh, I mean, him versus Lesnar. I, I, but, <laughs> how can you not have Lesnar? <laughs> yeah, how, it sure, goes back right. to the Undertaker thing. You can't have someone that physically imposing in the ring against a 5'8", 200-pound guy and be like, yeah, the 5'8 guy could totally win this match. Uh, that's the story. That's I think it's the the David and Goliath story. I, I think um, wow. we haven't seen a a a good guy champion hold the belt for an extended period. Not since like the days of Hogan, right? Uh, you know the people got behind him. And uh, I remember as a kid, we all maybe maybe we all liked Hogan. Uh, I did. I did when I was Barf. a kid. But but when I got older, I I hated that. the reason. My hate for Hulk Hogan is why I got into wrestling. That's another whole story. <laughs> that's uh, seriously. Um, but but back in the day, it was like, here's this big guy against Hulk Hogan, our champion. Is he going to win? And then here, here's Bundy. Here's yeah. Morocco. Here's Orndorff. Here's Andre. Here's this tournament. DiBiase buying the title away. Holy crap. You know, like, yeah. uh, so you saw Hogan against all these odds, and he managed to squeak it out every time. Sure. So, like, maybe we're going to see something like that. Like, I came out of WrestleMania and even Raw feeling good. And, yeah. again, I haven't felt good about wrestling in just a long time. It's just, you know. That's if, awesome. Yeah. The indies are like the trickle-down effect of whatever the WWE is doing. Like, we catch the residuals. If wrestling is hot, we'll be doing good. Right. And wrestling is, like I said, it's it just been sort of getting stale. And hopefully this is the shot in the arm we all need. I think it is. I think the network is huge. It's just bringing people back and bringing people there. And To know I can pay $10 a month, and all I have to watch, the only commitment I have to make is one pay-per-view a month. 12 times a year. I'm it, good with that. It's a pretty good deal. And they're smart enough now where they're packaging things with, like ESPN. They're, they're selling their own product with these shows. I like watching them. They're, they're showing the old stuff, and they're mixing in some of the new stuff. It, it's keeping me interested to watch their product and stay with them. And I, It may change the dynamic of what wrestling is. I think it's not as important to have that guy signed to a five-year contract, and this is our guy, this is who we're building the company around anymore because – Number one, there's not really any competition, and number two, I feel like they only have to work in they only have to worry about this year. They just have to work in year cycles now, and that's all sure. it's going to take. Yeah. You know, Lesnar go Lesnar lasts a year. He's the king for a year. He's this monster. He goes away. He's gone for three, four years. When he comes back, they'll be ready for him, or, or they won't be, and somebody new will be there. Right. But, the network is the it, it honestly is the smartest thing. Uh, I'm convinced that Vince McMahon in the basement of Titan Towers has a uh, crash. Uh, spacecraft, and he is reverse engineering ideas and things out of it, and has been for years. Yeah. Uh, the technology, or you know, is great. Uh, but as far as the network, think about it. He has figured out a way to, because uh, you know, for a long time I was finding free 
feeds of pay-per-views. Yes. You know, I oh, was yeah. cheating yeah. the system. Sure. And so were so many other people. Well, but yeah. he, he has managed to figure out a way to get people to pay each month for those pay-per-views. He's managed to figure out a way to get people to pay for WrestleMania 7 again, if they want. Or yeah. In Your House, Beware of Bulldog, or whatever oh, that man. show is called. You know what I mean? SummerSlam Summer yeah. 94, Al. <laughs> That's right. Summer yeah. Second uh, Undertaker versus Undertaker. Billy Wax, the first night, in Buckets, I don't know if we told you this, the first night that we had the WWE Network, after our show, Al comes over and he goes over there and gets on, and the first thing that he finds is SummerSlam 94 from the United Center? Yeah, I was there live. It was the I'm first show at the United well, Center. Well, right. he wanted to find himself booing Mabel from Men on a Mission while everyone else was cheering him. There's little Al Archer, and we found him, and it was the, like, that's the first thing he did with the WWE Network. You found that. I found that. It was that. phenomenal. That, it was him versus Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, well, and Al's was, a country music fan. <laughs> it was myself and uh, a couple other people and CM Punk. Okay. And we were there, and we hated the idea of the match and everything, yeah. so we started fake brawling in the seats, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> he dropped his camera, and it fell underneath. There's a, it's just a CM Punk story. It's funny. But, uh, but yeah, so we were not having it either, and yeah. we were there live. Wow. That's amazing. The first event at the United Center. Yeah, I got, I, yeah, they gave me a chair that day. You got you got to take the chair. Oh, the home. SummerSlam with yeah. the yeah, yeah. I just graduated grammar school. My mom was so proud. I got out with a C <laughs> average. I got to go to SummerSlam. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, you were saying about the network. I'm, oh, I'm impressed. Well, yeah, okay, so it's a great idea. But here is the other thing. Here is the other residual thing that I don't know if anyone will realize yet is uh, I, I see all the young kids that are coming in that want to be wrestlers nowadays, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking. What is your point of reference? Why do you want to be a wrestler? And they're like, well, I, I, I watched Batista and Randy Orton. And I'm thinking, there is such a, a wonderful God. tapestry of pro wrestling. And, and you, you, you came on too late. And, you know, <laughs> you, you started watching in 03 or whatever. You're not going to have to. But, but now with the network, they can go back yeah. and watch all that old stuff. So it's like, sweet, the network might make more... Uh, you know, better fans, I suppose. If that I think so, and I think where they're getting, and they're not there yet, is you're going to be able to go, and you're going to be able to search Vader, and then you could watch all his matches. And okay. You could just, I mean, you could start, you could start way before WWF. I mean, you look at, it, you see him in WCW, you can watch that stuff, you could watch him go to the WWF, and then yeah. you can watch him fade away. I mean, you could you just spend a day watching Vader. It's if you a want video it. Wikipedia. Yeah. You know. Absolutely, yeah. and bravo for building it. Although there's this weird stuff with them selling now. They're all worried about Vince McMahon, obviously, not young. It is a corporation that's publicly traded. How do you protect this library and this history if you're leaving it in the hands of your kids who really aren't business people at a level that he's grown it to now? Well, don't you think that the, the, the PG, as far as that goes, and it's aiming more at the kids, and they're the ones who are going to be alive through the generation? You, you know what I mean? Like, and that's why Cena keeps going for the kids. Well, yeah. He has the kids. The yeah. adults are not fans Everyone's of a demographic. So if you keep it PG right now, you can get parents letting their kids watch it more. Then there's going to be more fans, just as we grew up with, with it. Right, but take a look at, at, at Hogan, too. We grew up as kids, uh, like right. Hulk Hogan. We reached a certain age. Maybe some of us even got out of wrestling. Yeah. And then you hear, what, Hogan's a bad guy now? So now you're like a teenager, yep. you're full of angst, and you come in, and Hogan's wearing black, and he's like in a gang, and it's cool. So now you get it. And then on the other channel, there's this other dude coming out, flipping the bird, and he's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. So like wrestling has become this hot thing, and now it's not for kids anymore. Yeah. So... What I think is going to happen in yeah. the next five years is we'll see Cena, we'll see those fans grow up, maybe get out of it, 
and maybe they're going to need to hear that Cena's now wearing a black T-shirt yeah. and wow. is, you know, throwing out gang signs or something like that, <laughs> or, you know, and they'll come back. So the business Psycho. is cyclical. Yeah, you know? I, I buy into that. I completely buy into that. Absolutely. There, there has to be a progression. Yeah. Huh. Thank you all for listening to the Larcher and Lawrence at Sports Show with our wrestling wrap-up show, our WrestleMania wrap-up show, the mini Rolling Ring Wrestling Wrap-up. You with me? Yeah. You there? I'm here. I mean, I've had some bourbon. How about that? I've had a couple of those. Anyway, it's uh, Al Archer. My name's Clark Lawrence, and we're members of Chicago's Comedy Accident. We do the show every week. This week, we're lucky enough to have Billy Wack here with us and also Jeff Bucket's Graveline. We're at Larcher Lawrence on Twitter. Thanks for listening to us. So one of our goals before you were heading to WrestleMania was to get you to drink with some wrestlers. I understand you've, you've accomplished. Mission accomplished, guys. I, uh, I've, <laughs> I, I proudly can say that... Not uh, that hard to do. Is not that hard, no, not, shockingly, not that hard to do, but uh, stumble into a bar on Bourbon Street after WrestleMania, and lo and behold, who do I bump into but Knobs and Sags, the Nasty Boys. Whoa. Drinking with the Nasty Boys is everything you would expect it to be. They were simultaneously at four other bars. Yeah, so they, it was yeah, yeah, uh, they pretty impressive how yeah, they large were. they were. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they were, they were very uh, magnanimous guys, very cool to hang out with, surrounded by 21, 22-year-old women what? who I, uh, I had no idea who they were, but apparently they were hanging out. Nasty as they want to be. Nasty as they want to be. Oh, and wow. it, was, it was a trip to, to see guys that I watched battle demolition and the legion yeah. of doom and just they they turned it on anytime they wanted a picture they were out drinking who's your favorite tag team of all time by the way i hated the nasty boys legion of doom i mean legion of doom oh, is it wow i actually like the ripoff i like demolition yeah the whole the weird <laughs> you, 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 yeah, <laughs> you dug the leather <laughs> you dug the leather but yeah the, the nasty boys were they were awesome they're fun to hang out with that's great that's fun yeah i i love I love getting drunk. You know, I, I wanted to ask you about, you said you took the train down to New Orleans. I did, I did. I've heard about took, trains to New Orleans before. It, uh, train down there delayed uh, just a little bit, so it took us about 26 and a half hours to get oh, down. Wow. Uh, getting back, though, wasn't bad. I mean, it was only a 20-hour train ride, so. Uh, this, was, uh, this was your lady friend's first experience with wrestling. She went down with you, did she not? Yeah, yeah, it was her birthday. Uh, it was her birthday, so I got to sneak her down and just vindicate my, my want to go to WrestleMania in New Orleans with, oh, it's your birthday. You can come, too. <laughs> That's amazing. You took her to WrestleMania. Now, yeah. are you a wrestling fan? No, she, had, she, like, she was just making fun of me the entire weekend, making fun of the, all, all the people just walking down Bourbon Street in Daniel Bryan t-shirts with Yes Chance and the guys on Sunday who were dressed up as Jake the Snake, as the Ultimate Warrior, as anyone and everyone you could think of under the sun and she's just looking around like this is what you're into like you're okay with this and I was like so absolutely she, she wasn't bowled over by the there 75,000 people no she, there. she was unimpressed by the spectacle really oh, like wow. she, didn't, she didn't get it yeah. I mean listen I don't I'm not a big fan of Broadway but you think we do a show I'm gonna enjoy it yeah exactly that was my thing and, and she I, she was happy for me she was happy I got to go to the show with my with my guy friends but she just like I said she wasn't impressed I, I, I don't know how she could be but <laughs> Maybe she was just miserable from the train. It, it, Twenty-six hours. It's a after. solid point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Hey, Al. So, what's your Billy? <laughs> well, here's a tough question. What's your favorite WrestleMania match of all time? Uh, oh, easy. Uh, WrestleMania three, Steamboat Savage. I had a feeling you were gonna go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It changed my life. <laughs> it, you know, and and uh, it, a lot comes out of that because Steamboat puts on this fantastic match. A month later, drops the IC belt to the Honky Tonk Man. Now. Only after getting dirt sheets and learning about it as I'm getting older, you come to find out that Hulk Hogan had a problem 
with it being such a great match because he's supposed to go on with Andre. Really? And he supposedly, oh. he supposedly, hey Vince, hey, let's. Uh, well, we had to keep Savage for whatever reason. Yeah, maybe he was buddies with him or something. Yeah. But Steamboat got the hook. Steamboat, his wife had was having a baby. Supposedly, well, yeah, at the time his wife's having a baby. He asked for some time off, and Vince supposedly was like, no. And and, I, and this is one of those things like. You see Steamboat in this great match, and then he loses it like to Honky Tonk Man. And you're like, if he's going to lose it, I expect another great match. We didn't get that. And that Uh was when, as a kid, I started to learn there's some politics going on. And then I start to learn more and more as I get older, and that's why I hate Hulk Hogan. That and so many other reasons. He he is very full of himself, and he he played a lot of politics. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, you can't take that away. But don't you have to do that? To get ahead in the if you're business. Hogan at that point, do you? Because you're, you're no. on, you know, you're on top. You, you know, he's. What was Hogan going to do? Was he going to go out there and wrestle any kind of match? No, no, uh, he can't. The man can't wrestle for being like the greatest wrestler of all yeah. time or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, where was that Steamboat match? That was in what? That was at the Superdome, wasn't it? The su- yes, yeah. <laughs> the, the Superdome, Silverdome. Not sure. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, well played by all involved with that. By the way. You like to kick off to WrestleMania this year? Oh, come on. Of course I did. You know that. I grew up with the Pythons. And you mentioned earlier it was kind of your, your hatred for Hulk Hogan got you into it. And it was, I, I bought into it. I, I recently found a shirt with a, the with a 24-inch Pythons on it. And I said my prayers, ate my vitamins. And buying into John Cena, you know, as, they, as they're doing today. Yeah. Right? Right. It's the same thing. I just wonder, like, I remember my parents, like, talking about, oh, you know, he, he's awful, he's terrible, and they were pulling for the bad guys. Like, when you get older, you have this thing where you, you understand it a little more, and you, you're pulling for the other guy. I always wanted to hate Hogan. I mean, I was a Heaton guy. I always wanted to hate Hogan, but uh, when that music hit at the horizon, man, it was just like magic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I hate on Hogan, but seeing him at Mania, I was like, ah, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah, you know? it was neat. It, for the first time ever, though, if I didn't get excited seeing Hogan anymore. It was like, yeah, I'm glad he's there. I'm happy he's there. I think they did the perfect role for him. As a matter of fact, during the Taker match, I was, I was ready for him to come out and be like, it's two out of three falls, brother. You know, I was uh, waiting for something yeah. to happen. I'm glad they didn't do that. No, that yeah. was Agreed. cheap in yeah. it. Totally. But you, you, weren't, you weren't into the, uh, the Open? I mean, with the... Yeah, with, I oh, the yeah, open. yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge Hogan guy myself, but with him coming out, I mean, the music hits, and you can't help but... You want to just you want to get behind that music and the red and the yellow and him coming out and despite his awful locational skills, he mails it in. He just mails yeah, it in, and that's yeah. what bothers me about him. And he, I, you you know he's gonna punctuate every sentence is coming with a brother, and he's gonna drop his eat your vitamins and this that and the other thing. But having him and then Stone Cold come out and then The Rock come out, you knew. Once Stone Cold was out there, you knew The Rock was coming, but having all three of them in the ring... I don't know. See, if Bret Hart came out at that point, I might have had to have changed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, this is, this is fantastic. Yeah. Look at that, yeah. you know? Uh, and I mean, or I, even Michaels. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Uh, all those guys, five of those guys yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, Warriors I, in the building. Why not? Why not just strut them all out? But, I mean, yeah, I, t- I, texted, you, I texted you, Al, during, during that segment, just telling you how amazing... It was to see all three of them in the ring and the, to hear the crowd. I couldn't yeah, hear how myself was, how was think. The arena? The arena? Could not hear myself think. I thought when, when the WWE was in uh, Chicago right after Sam Punk left for Raw, I thought that was incredibly loud. This blew it out of the water. I mean, obviously there's 40,000 more people, but still, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't hear anything other than just screams and people losing it because you had those three icons in the ring and they're – 
goofing on Hogan, and then they hit all their lines, and then they're down there dumping beer down their throats. Like, you just... That was the best way the WWE could start off Mania. Easily. I, I, w- I was of the opinion that if the arena exploded, or if, like, the house I was at exploded, <laughs> like, all right... Peace out. Like this is fine. Like all right, we've come full circle. Like here's WrestleMania 30, and I was I was all good. It was good all good. Good way to go. And then then you go into the big theatrical entrance of uh, Triple H. Yeah. The, God. Oh, so 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 contrived. The king. The king of. King, I can't stand that King of Kings thing. Oh, I'm, what is he? Is he I, I'm the King of Kings. I'm the cerebral assassin. I am this business. If it, it, it's a drinking game. Every time he says business, you do a shot. <laughs> You're dead at, after yeah. the first hour. I can't. I, uh, I bought it. The, you bought into it? Oh, the man. Uh, building it up. I was like, I was in. I'm like, I liked it. I liked it. I said, they're really going all out. Yeah, they, well, they I mean, it's, it's the showcase. Out on it, quote, man. unquote, the showcase of the Immortals. It's their, it's their Super Bowl. Like, I get the pageantry of it. But at the same time, for him to come out with his, like, Conan slash Game of Thrones set, yeah. And his skull mask, and he's got the concubines next to him. Uh, like, yeah, because just, we know he's married. Yeah. Like, come, on, come on, guys. Uh, I'm a Masters of the Universe fan. I yeah. love He-Man. He was both He-Man and Skeletor. And and I was like, Amazing. Yeah, that sums him up. Nice yeah. job. Well, I don't know. I, I dug it. I'm telling you. I, I really did. The, the pageantry of the whole thing. Uh, Al, you brought up a great point. As soon as the Taker match, as soon as he lost, uh, uh, we... We, we, we talked about this. In, in Buckets, did, did you have the sense being in the arena that, that perhaps the final match was going to end the way that the crowd wanted it to end? You, I mean, you, they're not going to leave you pissed off. Yeah, no. The, with the way the crowd reacted after the Taker match, you knew the Yes movement was coming out on top. But getting there was still fun. It was a fun journey getting there to the end, knowing the, knowing the ending. But getting into the match was incredibly difficult because everyone was so stunned. It would have been awesome if, if Triple H would have won that match and just oh. said, screw you, that place would have went. Just went straight off and just spinning around the ring, giving the everyone the finger. Oh, there would yeah. be no internet. It would completely take it down. Did, did, you think they would, did you think they would pull the trigger on that? No, I mean, no. I, I did. I thought there was a possibility because then you either you have Hogan come out and restart it, or that is when you have CM Punk come out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then I also thought that Okay, here's what's going to happen at the end. Daniel Bryan goes on. Uh, he's going to get screwed because here comes Triple H. But then Punk's going to come out there and be the equalizer. Yep. And hilariously, there was no CM Punk. And yeah. I, yeah. I just think that's funny. He's at home washing his tights. Yeah. He was at the Hawks game or something. Exactly. Like, we, were, we were walking around Bourbon Street, and I saw uh, an update of CM Punk at the Hawks game. And I told my friends, I was like, he's not going to be here tonight. And they got mad at me. They were like, you just ruined WrestleMania. And I was like, you ruined it. How did I ruin it? We're not even there yet. Just because one guy's not there, that's ruining your entire, your entire mania? I mean, yeah, I want to see CM Punk there. I love CM Punk. But at the same time, like, like we said on the last podcast I was on, he took his ball and went home. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how crazy is it to, uh, to not even watch it? To not e- your, your, your girlfriend or your fiancé or whatever she is, uh, she's the... Was is was the champ? Like you, what? You really just checked out. You really didn't care to watch yeah. it. You really, really, dude. Like, your, all right, man. Your whatever. girlfriend beat thirteen other divas. Beat them all, as as, as she claimed. Well, yeah. you got to figure with a yeah. network now. Well, she's I the mean, best in the world. Be, remember? <laughs> they they gave you. I wanted to say they gave you the intermission intermission after the match and gave you a break, gave you a breather. Uh, I seem to remember in the LWF, CM Punk doing like a moonsault off a a balcony. Through light bulbs? No. Uh, it was uh, acid. 
Acid? I think acid. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Punk, Punk never did that stuff. He uh, really? Yeah, he would. He would. He would do a. He had a crooked moonsault, which was one of his possible CM. Crooked yeah. moonsault was one of his nicknames. Um, but no, he was basically known for just like coming out of the ring and getting in people's faces and then going back mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. He didn't really have any signature moves at the time or anything. Wow, I think I remember Acid now more than I think my <laughs> memories of CM Punk are actually Acid. I, I told you I never saw him in your federation, Billy, but uh, I, I caught him uh, circa like uh, 01, 02 in, in a match in LaSalle, Peru. Oh, okay. He was uh, RCW. Down, the, yep, it was the RCW. Thank you. Uh, uh, caught him there, and I, I didn't know who he was. I mean, I didn't know much at, at the time about the, you know, the, the local federations, the regional federations, things like that. And uh, I thought he put on a fantastic, like a fantastic match, and he finally got the credit that he deserved. You can't, you can't deny or take away the fact that he is extremely talented. Okay. Um, however, uh, like you know, like I said, he didn't even watch WrestleMania. He didn't like. That's weird. I mean, that's none of my business. Hey, yeah. Punk, if, if you're listening, uh, that's hey man, you're a sociopath. All right, <laughs> well, tune in. I don't know. I, I but you know, if, if that's getting put out there, is that a work? Not a chance, what? right? No. That's not I a work? It is. No. No. I don't understand. He's under contract until July. Yeah. So what does that even mean? What does that mean? If you don't even show up at WrestleMania uh, or, or anything in between, or at, what is he going to do? Show up right before SummerSlam? Do SummerSlam? And then his contract's done? I can't imagine they're going to be like, let's re-sign this guy. Yeah. You know? It's, I mean, right. he's definitely could be sued for like a breach of contract. I sure. mean, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, can we take a call? I got a, a guy named Andrews on the line. Yeah, sure. Uh, with a with a question about uh, post WrestleMania plans. Uh, can you hear out of that speaker right now, my friend? Uh, I can. I can. Uh, your guys. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for the call. You're on the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show. Billy Wack is here. Jeffrey Buckets, Graveline, and Al Larcher, and myself, Clark Lawrence. Uh, you want to talk about post WrestleMania? Yes. Uh, wanted to say love the show. Love the topic tonight. Uh, post WrestleMania. I wanted to know what your guys' thoughts are as far as who's the favorite now to win uh, Money in the Bank. I'd like to think right now it would probably be Cesaro, especially with the Paul Heyman pairing, but I uh, wanted to see what your guys' thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, the money, Cesaro, of course, is a, like, a favorite to win anything, but, you know, Cena has to pop back into this picture at some point, and I don't know when they're going to start thinking about him for a title, but... I, it would be interesting seeing him win Money in the Bank and holding on to that. And I mean, that, it's usually used to push somebody. I, I think uh, Cesaro doesn't need it. They'll just they'll just put him in a match whenever they want. If they want to just suddenly uh-huh. say he's challenging for the title, uh, if, I think if they gave him that that suitcase, he would hold on to it, and he wouldn't need to hold on to it. It becomes a thing. Um, they can give it to somebody else and just have them just hang in limbo until they're ready to try to cash it in. It could yeah. be anybody. It's really a great concept, the, the whole money in the bank thing. It really is a, a great writing tool to get somebody who shouldn't be involved all of a sudden front and center. So, yeah, my, my thought. I, I wanted to mention, too, the, the interesting part about putting it on Cesaro, and obviously usually whoever uh, wins cashes in and wins. Could you imagine a build towards a Cesaro-Brock Lesnar match with Paul Heyman, kind of like that scapegoat in the middle? Uh, that's interesting. Put that too far down <laughs> Yeah, you built Cesaro up right, and you have Lesnar as an unstoppable monster. Yeah, I, that that is pretty smart. Andrew, I think what we want to know is, uh, is AJ Lee going to get the title back? That's what I want to know. Uh, sure. 
<laughs> a resounding sure. Uh, before before we let you go, did you have anything else, my friend? No, uh, I just wanted to say I love the uh, um, the LaSalle memory. I believe I was at that show too. Oh yeah, hey, it's my buddy Andrew from. Uh, I hate to give up. I hate to to uh, give you a shoot interview on it, but he's my buddy Andrew. He was at that show with me. Uh, oh, we were down, the, uh, here. down at the RCW. Yeah, I didn't tell you. This is a setup. All I'll, I'll setup. you. Yeah. Andrew, thanks for the call, brother. Yep, thanks. Bye. Thanks, Clark. You just ruined our whole, our whole gimmick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows. Uh, and, and by the way, the Larger Lawrence Studios are my apartment. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't, know if, I don't know if you This do isn't that. a professional radio studio. I don't understand. Door is closing. That was closer than I used to get out with the phone calls. You're getting better. Yeah. Your timing is almost... We might put you on a small radio station any day now. Oh, I can't wait. So, I mentioned John Cena. What, what next? Uh, I just say put him in sort of neutral and have him do whatever. He's going to do whatever. He's still going to draw. You could put him against uh, mid to low card guys, and it's still going to draw, and it might draw something out of them. Uh, keep the title picture over here, keep the money in the bank over here, keep this over here. He's seen as his own event, like how Taker had the streak. Right. And all that. he's his own attraction, I think. There are guys who need titles, and there's guys who don't need titles. Undertaker was a guy who never needed a title because the gimmick was so strong. Um, a guy like Shawn Michaels had to win the title every now and then to just, just give credibility to his size and yep. his talent. Uh, Cena, definitely one of those guys who... He almost needs that title to have that credibility because the kids love him, and then nobody else does. Agreed. So with the older fans, it pisses him off when he has the title, and the kids see it just the way Hogan always had it. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know, I'm sure the adults wanted you know Rick Rude to somehow get the title. <laughs> but, you know, didn't happen. Yeah. Billy, uh, we're down to right around six minutes left in our live show. We usually go a few minutes afterwards. Uh, the live show ends after the hour, and then we do a little bit of an overtime. You want to stick around for a few minutes? If I can have a cigarette break, that yeah. would be awesome. <laughs> That'll be cool. We, we generally stick to, what, five, ten minutes? Yeah. Yeah, something like that in the overtime. We'll, uh, Al and I will banff or we'll, we'll throw on, a, on some music or something. But while we're still in the live show, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, Pro Wrestling Blitz uh, down sure. in Joliet. Uh, what, what do you have going on down there? Uh, right now, uh, our next show is April 26th, All right. and it is at St. Joe's Park, which is in Joliet. It is uh, 700 Theodore Street in Joliet, and if you go to my YouTube, which is uh, just YouTube forward slash Billy Whack, outside of some weird action figure videos and stuff mm-hmm. like that, uh, I do all the commercials for Blitz, so I always have, you know, whatever's going on this month, I'll always have a slew of commercials up, and uh, I... I like to think Pro Wrestling Blitz is, uh, I mean, that, that's why I'm here. It's one of the better ones, possibly the best one in the area right now. And we really focus on storylines and character development and things like oh, that, which, which is what I think Pro Wrestling should be about now. Uh, the cat's out of the bag. We all know it's, um, for lack of a better word, we know that some of the outcomes are predetermined. Um, so if what? you, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, well, it, it, I know. Ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, once we know that, uh, we realize it's eight to ten minutes of two shirtless men, greasy and dancing around with each other. Uh, not to knock pro wrestling, but a lot of companies <laughs> and feds don't put storylines around these guys. And uh-huh. I'm heavy on the storylines and the characters and stuff like that. Uh, that's that's a reason to go. That's a, the stories are. It's a show, and when you sit there, and I've been to wrestling shows, uh, and not to knock Windy City Pro Wrestling, but they, they, back in the day, it was it was like twenty minute match after twenty minute match of overweight guys. Okay. And uh, and then a couple guys who could really work, but 
it's boring just watching wrestling because wrestling is a story. I mean, there needs to be reason. It's a story, and my problem is you have all the guys, and uh, you can just look at a wrestler, and, and it's like, okay, well, why are you here? And, well, because I want the championship belt. Okay, well, what does that mean on and beyond that? Let's say you get the championship belt. What is your life like now, wrestler? Like, what do you do now? Like, you, you've achieved it. What? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to keep this belt. Well, what goes on else in your life? Like, yeah. what? You know, and I want everybody to have a story. Like, uh, my brother was sick, and he told me to go out there and win that title for him, so I'm going to do it. Or this guy wants to get the belt. And melt it down and make a sword out of it and slay a dragon. Uh, you know, like everybody should have the, each one of the wrestlers should have their own I would, like obsessive sound, idea. I would buy be, that dragon slaying story angle. It sounds amazing. like an E fed, Al. Yeah, is what, is what I'm hearing. Wow. Yeah. No, it, it's great. It, no, it's, it's cool. That's what it's all about is, is story. I'm glad you're doing that. You said April 26th? April 26th. Yeah, cool. Uh, what time and uh, where, where do people uh, get tickets at the door? Doors, you can or you can get them at pwblitz.com. Okay. Uh, doors open at like 6.15. Bell time, 7 p.m. Uh, we do a lot of video, a lot of video production and stories and stuff like that. It's I, I love it. I and love who, who are the guys? Who, who are some of the guys? Uh, right now we've got uh, there, there's Rough. Cro- I mean, it's a lot of local guys. You yeah, know. Right, uh, well. Rough Crossing, and um, we've got uh, Mike Brooks. He's our okay. commissioner. Nice. Uh, and we've got uh, Supreme and CM Venom. They're our commentator commentator guys. Um, that used We've to got, be at one time. Used to be LWF. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. At one time, wow. he, he was. <laughs> that was uh, CM Venom. That's who, who you've talked about uh, from the Chick Magnets. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Cool. Uh, but I mean, that's just the guys that like I brought in. There's a whole slew of Blitz guys. There's Maddie Starr and Ryan Slade and Tony Scarpone, the owner of the company. Fantastic guy. Uh, Everything over there is great. They've got Mr. Riccolo. He's the ring announcer. He's nice. got this a big hair. And the, you know, it's, it's fantastic. We've got Melanie Cruz. That's our one female. And she wrestles the guys. Nice. So, like, it's, it's – uh, and it still is sort of family entertainment. We try to keep it, like, PG, PG-13. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we don't suffer because of it, I, I don't think, you know? Yeah. It, it doesn't – like, when I – of course, when I was, like, 16, I, I, I thought – it has to be, you know, it has to be PG thirteen plus to to mm-hmm. be interesting. It's yeah. it's just not true. It's not needed. And when you can put on a great show that entertains everybody, that's awesome. And that's what you do. I mean, you've always been a part of things that are entertaining. So I'm picky. So and, and, I want to be in the good ones. And you guys are going once a month. Uh, uh, once a month, but uh, in June we we have a we have a deal with like some baseball parks, and we're going to be doing shows every Thursday. And then in July we're doing July four, five, and six at Great America. So We've got all kinds of cool things going on. Oh, that's really cool. Al, let's get out to one of those, huh? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Uh, no doubt. You're all on the guest list. Just say when. All Perfect. Right, cool. Thanks Thank so much. you, sir. Yeah, that's cool. Favorite, favorite wrestler of all time? Clark, start with you. Yeah, just throw me on the spot. Yeah. No. yeah. Uh, this, this one's for Billy Wack. It's a guy by the name of uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Hogan. I've got to stick with it. Uh, at, least you're, like at, at least you own it. Yeah, fair. Uh, I'm split through the different phases of my life. It goes Roddy Piper. Yeah. Who, ah, nice. who, great pick. Who seeing the, him smash the coconut over Jimmy Snooker's head is what got me into pro wrestling. Because uh, I didn't understand. I'm like, why are the... I, it was the first time I ever put it on. Yeah. And I didn't know it was wrestling. And the first thing I put on is this interview segment. And there's two very aggressive men yelling at each other. <laughs> and then it turns into this r- r- real fight. Uh, so Piper, Ultimate Warrior, gotta love Ultimate Warrior, and Gold Dust. Okay. Wow. All right. Wow. All right. Nice. wow. Look at that. Nice. Where to go in the overtime? Sixty seconds. Uh, real quick, it's got to be uh, Roddy, Shawn Michaels, and Sting. In no okay. particular, Lo- love Sting. I, I love still Sting. Don't get the Sting he, thing, he's, but he's coming right. back. He's, he's going to yeah, be. Yeah, we'll see what happens. 
I don't. I don't know. Uh, Everyone cares. Who, who you got, Al? Who's your favorite? Hogan, Austin, Piper. Yeah, those are my guys. There you go. Undertaker, too. Why not? Yeah. A big thank you, Billy Wack. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I really appreciate you being here. Buckets, appreciate you taking the time off. Absolutely. Uh, I know you you got to get back over to the bar. i got to jump back to the bar. He's not going to make it for the overtime, but we'll be back uh, in a few moments with the overtime as well. For those of you listening on podcast version, you can only find that there on the podcast. The Larcher and Lawrence at Sports Show. He's Al Larcher. He's Clark Lawrence. And thanks for listening. This is a Ricky Ricardo production. Be sure and listen to the morning show. Big Al, your pal, and your country alternative, 98.5 WACF.
Hey, Al. Right. What's going on? Nothing, man. We're, we're still here. We're still, still doing it. Billy's slipping outside for a second. Then we'll, when he comes back, we'll talk a little... Um, yeah, we'll talk wrestler deaths. Yeah, well, I mean, it's amazing. There were, there was so much uh, these last three days to talk about, you know, and the fact that we didn't really go into it much. It, it came up once or twice, probably, but it, it's something else. That's pretty cool. I, I really want to get down to see uh, Pro Wrestling Blitz. Yeah, that's no a fun time. It. But uh, let's talk about it. Uh, if you're listening uh, to our podcast, thanks so much. Uh, th- this is where you can find it, uh, the overtime of the Larcher and Larcher Sports Show. Tonight with the mini mini rolling wrestling ring. Did you notice there was a lack of celebrities that weren't in the WWE family at WrestleMania? What do you, what do you mean? There really weren't a lot of uh, celebrity shots in the crowd. There weren't, you know... Oh, that's true. Yeah. Hollywood A-listers sitting there. Mm-hmm. They focused primarily on, on the older guys. I mean, I saw uh, Bret Hart was in the audience. I was, uh, was he? Yeah, he was like sitting there watching the show. I told um, you, p- parts of it are fuzzy. I was drinking a lot of red wine. Man. Yeah, and, I was you know. pretty out of it myself, yeah. even though I, uh, I did enjoy every moment of it. Yeah, because you you had your your fiance was even getting into it a little bit. Well, what I enjoyed about that moment, and you know, I I meant to thank buckets because I now have an idea for our first WrestleMania. And once we're married, our first WrestleMania. Once we're married, I think we better go to San Francisco. And we've been wondering about our honeymoon. I think we should put it off. I think that San Francisco is awesome. a wonderful town. Yes, I know people who do Segway tours of that place. I think that we could probably get out there and and have ourselves a good time. Lauren would have a great time. Yeah, we'll, we'll ask her later off the air. All right. Yeah, no, that works. Yeah, that I'll join you guys, as a matter of fact. I think, I think that'd be welcomed. Uh, I'm sure she'll be fine with it. Buckets could tag along? Yeah. Well, not tag along. He's actually well, leading. He's, he's going to be there. He'll probably have his girlfriend there again for, for her birthday. It's awesome. That's fantastic. He's San Francisco. Oh, yeah, they're going to be doing it, uh, I think, the first, uh, the first event at the new, uh, at the new uh, San Francisco uh, 49ers joint. Uh-oh, I'm getting double th- the, the Al Larcher double thumbs down coming from Lauren Mueller right now. Straight arms, just like it. If you watch SummerSlam 94 during Men on a Mission's entrance, you'll see the double thumbs down right behind a larger uh, Latino gentleman. And uh, you'll see Al Larcher with the double. That's what I'm getting from Lauren Mueller right now. She she doesn't know. those are That's a, that's how you, that's a professional way to put thumbs down. That's how you do it. <laughs> I didn't make that bitter face. It was... It was Maybe a little, all right. <laughs> so I've been on my diet, Clark, and we've been doing the, the calorie counting uh, thing. We've been uh, using the app my, to count the calories. My fitness pal, it, it works. What my is, fitness pal. Sunday, Sunday we both went over. Yeah, we both went over. We, we, had a, we had a WrestleMania day, which is fine, but the damn thing, I swear to God, I've, been under 18, I've averaged under 1,800 calories all damn week, and I, I think I gained a quarter of a pound. Wow. Uh I'm so discouraged right now. Sunday got you. Give yourself give yourself a couple more days. You know what I mean? Like don't don't let it don't let that bring you down. A couple more days and then weigh yourself again because that'll equal out. One bad day is not going to well, ruin the whole week. I get that. You know what I mean? But it's so close to it. I mean, we're only on Wednesday, Wednesday. That was Sunday. But Wednesday's my official weigh-in day. Yeah. And I don't know if you have one of those, but this is my Thursdays. official day. Thursdays are my day, yeah, which so. probably shouldn't have done the pasta tonight beforehand. Lauren Lauren warned me not not to make all that pasta. Should have gone with the Caesar salad idea, but man. Oh, man, I have got some great... I got a Thai salad the other day. Yeah. It had uh, chicken in it. It had lime juice. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. I don't know what those Thai people are doing with their salads, but by God, sign me up because it, it was because one it's of the working out. It's working out week. for you. Um, my, uh, my, weekly, my weekly thing going on 
currently, and this includes today, which I haven't filled out my dinner and everything. I'm I'm like three thousand today low, including Sunday. Oh yeah, uh, and and here and there I kind of you know it, it gives me a good. I don't do it exact, I guess. So give or take a few thousand calories, but yeah, since last Thursday, that that's where I'm at. Anyway, Al Archer. Well, let's talk about our show coming up. We got three weeks. Yeah, three weeks away. What what day is it? It's April twenty fourth. April twenty sixth. April twenty sixth. Yeah, Saturday night. Same night as the the Blitz show. Yeah, the so Blitz we, show. The, uh, yeah, we'll have to catch them on another night. Maybe that Thursday night, uh, that minor league uh, baseball thing. I, I wonder if that's at the Joliet. They, they got a minor league team down there, and then Schomburg has a new team now, I believe. So I, I wonder if, if that's what he's talking about. That'd be fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll ask him when yeah. he steps back in. I take a Thursday off. Yeah. So April 26th, Comedy Accident's back. It's the first show that we've done as Comedy Accident. You got you got us. You got uh, you got uh, Patrick Small, Casey Graham, Eric Syverson. All of us are coming back, Philip Groves, and uh, we're going to put on a brand new, brand new show. And we put together just like, just like wrestling. We put the card together. Yeah, we did um, this the week. Yeah. We, we kind of did a dry run of it. We're trying to figure things out, feel things out, and uh, it's coming together. It really exciting. is. Yeah, it really it's is. Exciting process. There's some wonderful characters. Uh, some 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 good uh, storylines. Yeah, some good storylines in there. Some that intertwine within the show. We're looking to run what? You know, it'll be, it'll be a decent what you come to expect from a comedy accident show. Some great scenes from the past, some great scenes from the new. It's all sketch comedy. Uh, for those of you that have seen uh, Saturday Night Live, very similar. We are all, uh, we're all students. We're, we're all graduates of the uh, Second City Training Center yeah. uh, Conservatory. And we've been, we've been together for five years now? Uh, I think it's six. Six like years? January 2008. When was that? Yeah. We've been doing it, the comedy accident thing. Billy, thanks for coming back in. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, now that you're back, we could jump into wrestler deaths. I mean, it seems like uh, seems like the thing. We hardly even touched on it. The, the news that broke late last night that woke Al Archer up out of his sleep at about eleven o'clock. And went, went to bed at nine thirty. It was a rough night. Uh, I I woke up in the middle of the night to two a.m. finding finding a couple texts myself. Wow, it was three straight days for the Ultimate Warrior. Of uh, it was three. Do you have the lighter? We're, yeah, we're wondering where the lighter is. Sorry. Uh, yes, I do. Um, it was three straight days of the Ultimate Warrior around there. You, you had him at the Hall of Fame. You, you also had him, uh, you, you had him uh, at WrestleMania, of course. And then he came out and gave, you mentioned it earlier on the, on the live version of the show, Billy. It was, uh, it was uh, he gave his farewell. No, it's all good. Oh. He gave his farewell. We can drink all the red wine we want. Oh, it's oh, fine. Sweet. Bottoms up. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Warrior was, I was never a fan. Billy's hatred of Hulk Hogan was kind of how I felt about the Ultimate Warrior. I just, really? I never wow. liked him. I was never, I, I wanted Hogan to beat him at WrestleMania 6. <laughs> and then once I heard the politics of the Ultimate Warrior, he just, he, he was crazy. Warrior's politics, I think, were different than Hogan's. Hogan was like a little more subtle about, well, you know, brother, I'm going to keep this in the locker room, where Warrior was like, you know what, Vince, give me the money now or I'm not going out. You know, it was one of those. So, yeah, I, I mean, I was bitter by both because I was a Warrior fan, and then when he just stopped showing up, mm-hmm. there was no dirt sheets in the early, early 90s, late 80s, so we didn't know what was no. going on. Yeah. It was just like one minute the Warrior's champion, then he's gone, and he came back again, and then he was gone again, and then... Didn't and then dirt sheets did come around and he didn't he hold the uh, WWE hostage 
um, at a WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there what, something? What was that? At a WrestleMania? Yeah. He, the Warrior had been gone for a while. I think he was in WCW. And then all of a sudden they brought him back and it was going to be a match. I think it was against Triple H. Uh-huh. And it was, it was Warrior coming back and it was like a six-minute match. But I think he was going to get paid like half a mil. And he got there and he's like, I'm not going out there without a million dollars. And I want it now. And, and then they, they said, all right, you're I, done? I think, no, I think they paid him. Cause wow. they, I mean, it's WrestleMania. They sold, they sold and hyped the return of the Ultimate Warrior. I don't know if I'm remembering this right. Or he, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're just making shit I up. I could be making this up right now. Uh, that, that sounds about right. Wait, that, the one where he fought Triple H? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was something about money. I don't know if he wanted a million dollars. Maybe he did. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was right. something like that. Yes, he could. Did you see recently um, the SummerSlam thing came out from like 91, the payday? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was another one of his. Like, I'm not going out there unless you pay me. Right, and then Vince somehow still managed to give Hogan like a fifteen thousand dollar bonus. I'm not this retarded. You want me to just do that? I swear. Oh, jeez. This is how you use a corkscrew, guys. Yeah, right. I know. All right. It's all brand new. Here you go. Um, Oh, speaking of uh, karaoke, my least favorite karaoke song is "A Whole New World." Ooh. Yeah, but you know what about that? Uh, it's usually a girl that does it, I hope, uh, in most cases. Uh, but when a girl goes up no there comment. to do it, she's usually a like a professionally trained singer, is what I've noticed, and she okay. just wants to kind of show off. Because that's a hard song to do, right? Yeah. See, we, got a, we got a theater down the street from, uh, from, where, we're, from where we're at doing it, Billy, where uh, it's a comedy theater. So a lot of people who don't necessarily have the voice, but they are still into it, they'll come and do, do it. A lot of, yeah. And they don't really rock it out. There was a while back in the day where, like, uh, the cast of Wicked was coming in there for a minute, and they would come and sing some songs. Jesus, let me tell you, it was their day off was always like Sunday or something. The song that always actually that like someone picks it is uh, that, and I know they're going to sing it is uh, Black Horse and a Cherry Tree. Like that seems to be the song like women who can sing pick. When they walk up, you're pretty sure they're going to pick it. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you ever get those? Um... Uh, and you know what? If you if you're just if you're not looking, and someone just comes up and is like, "I want to do Stevie Nicks" or "I want to do Fleetwood Mac," it's always the same kind of chick. Yes. You know, yes. this very '80s. Yeah. You know, she smells yeah. like leather and spearmint, yes. and like it's just yeah. you know, there's a whole like. And yeah, she goes out there and she tries to ham it out like she is Stevie Nicks, and it's just you know, yeah. doesn't doesn't work. Um. So we were we were talking about Warrior Hall of Fame, yeah, Hall of Fame. I thought his I, – I found it – I mean, the, I kept watching, waiting for him to acknowledge Hogan, to at least talk about WrestleMania six. I just wanted something. He brushed on it, right? Not even, really. He, he's like, it was WrestleMania six, and Hogan was there. You know, it's like he mentioned like a half a second, and, uh, and then it was gone. Yeah, that, that's what I caught of it. But – I didn't think he was going to die. I think they knew, though. <laughs> I, you didn't like that? I didn't think he was going to die, either. More no. shocking, The Undertaker's lost. Not the... really. No, I would have been more certain of... If you would have said, Warrior's going to die three days after WrestleMania, or the streak's going to end, I'm like, I would have been like, come on, Brock Lesnar, no way. It's, Taker's uh, gone. Scott Hall had something on Twitter today. Basically, it said, the smart money on the Hall of Fame of who would have gone first would have been on Jake or myself. <laughs> Yeah. But see, he didn't look that bad, though. I, I didn't think, but they said he was hurting. Warrior. But wouldn't the smart money also be on Keith Richards? <laughs> True. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And he just keeps keeps going. He's yeah. ruined a lot of death pools over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I saw. You remember when I saw, I saw Chuck Berry on New Year's Day, and uh, at the what theater is that? Like the Chicago Theater, or it's one, a one of them down yeah. there. Yeah, the Congress, yeah. I think. And uh, the dude 
died on stage. Like they brought him back and he oh, did the duck walk and left. It was weird. Like what? He, really? He went down. He went and down. Al was there and he went down. Like Chuck Berry comes out. He does like two songs. He, and, didn't you, you say realized, he warmed up for a, for a while and then he played a song and then yeah. did he get two songs out? The only song he finished was My Day in the Lake. He was watching he a musician down. is what he said, just not being able to do his craft anymore. And it was one yeah. of the hardest things to watch, yeah, right? I mean, it's Chuck Berry. Like watching The Undertaker. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you think you think he was selling, or do you think he really is? Uh, well, I mean, you can tell. You, you can look in somebody's face and see, like, you know. And I mean, it would be one thing if he was selling with his body and he was kind of, you know, floundering around. But his eyes, there, was, there wasn't anything yeah. really going on. Like, he looked like he got knocked loopy. And it's sad, because The Undertaker is like... Uh, when I was a kid, he was this. Me- you know, when he first came out, yeah. when he first came out, he was Kane, the Undertaker. The very right. first night he came out, I remember watching it live, sitting there, and uh, I got a chill. I was like sixteen, you know. I, I was old enough to drive, you know, so like I, uh, I should have been like cooler than I was, but he creeped me out, and like I really got into the character. As the years went on, and you see like the, uh, you know, the badass or the, the motorcycle thing he was doing, and this and that, you started to just feel like. He was an older brother kind of guy, and now he just aged incrementally, like by 15 years in one shot. So it's like, now he just looks like a grandpa. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah. Was, it was sad, like watching your grandpa out there trying to do something. It was the first time, it, like, I didn't believe The Undertaker because of his age, because the human behind the character could play the character, so to speak. Yeah, it's good for me to know. That, it's good for me to know that the, the two of you, as, as well as myself, were really impressed that they were able to pull that off. Because I don't yeah. think you believe. Did you believe Billy that he would lose that match, or did you have a hope? I don't know. No, what no, I was, I was, I was very objective just going into it. Yeah, and Thank uh, you. Uh, corkscrew. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, but when it happened, it, there, there, we had, there was fifteen to twenty people in the room, and the same thing was happening in the room as what was happening with the, in the arena. And, the, and most of these guys are wrestlers or people that are like in the business, so jaws just dropping. And I, it, it took me like five seconds to realize what happened, and I just started clapping yeah. because I realized you're gonna if the Undertaker wins, all right, it's it's, it's in the results, yeah, uh, whatever, it's in the yeah. results. But if the Undertaker doesn't win, like I realized, like this is. This is big. It's what they had to do. Yeah. Well, and, it, and I blame the fans. The, if the, the fans I, are like... I think I saw that from you, actually. Yeah. Because if the fan, once the fans start calling the shots, like, you know, if, if every month the fans were like, we know what's going to happen in these shows you're doing. We know what's going to happen. We, yeah. we would take the course we were on and go, you know what? No, you don't. And we would go a completely different way. Right. Whether this was an accident, whether Brock Lesnar pinned the other Undertaker from uh, SummerSlam 94, <laughs> uh, who knows? So it's that was the uh, the million dollar man's Undertaker. Yes, right? that would be yeah. awesome. Yes. That would I would be back completely if uh, they did that. I'm pretty sure that was the the Undertaker. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm I'm pretty sure. I didn't, there was no blood sample at this but... point. I mean, maybe uh, who knows? Never never say never, man. Right. I don't know. I, I was thoroughly impressed that they were able to pull it off. And uh, for the fan that was in that was in the stadium uh, to make them drop their jaws and everyone silence the entire crowd, like seventy thousand strong, something around there. It was like seventy five. Yeah, which is yeah, still yeah. big, you know. Oh no, that's big. It's huge. It's... Like we hear WrestleMania ninety eight thousand, a new inter- indoor attendance record, and we're like, all right, what are you going to do? But seventy five thousand is still very respectable. That's a have you been to any WrestleMania? I was at twenty three. Which okay. was in Detroit. Oh, the worst city on earth. Oh my God! It's you like, were so scared. 
Yeah, it was ridiculous. It looked like uh, 9-11 happens there every day. There were <laughs> buildings that just had windows blown out and just these burn marks like a plane hit them. I swear, it's like if Biff had the, uh, the sports <laughs> almanac and like he, that was the city that he... Yeah, no, anyway, Detroit sucks. Sorry. All right. Wow. Yeah, I, I hope none of your it. listeners are from Detroit. Uh, and at or, least, uh, well, my, my parents aren't from Detroit. Are you? Are you? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. So, so then, no, no listeners Whew, from Detroit. Thank God. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> uh, do they have the internet in Detroit? I don't know. I don't Not, know. Uh, they're looking to get it back. Okay. From what I hear. <laughs> what, uh, in 96, they were the first startup of AOL, yeah. but then it moved. Yeah. <laughs> you still hear the beeping. <laughs> um, what was the highlight of that one, of 23? Uh... E- Leaving before the main event ended. Holy cow. Which was the main event? I think it was, C- oh, it was Cena versus Michaels, which uh, on paper, and I'm sure live, was a 10-star match. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is, un- I think Shawn Michaels, I-, I didn't mention him in my favorites, but uh, physically, he it, is the best. I think it goes without saying. Like, yeah. He's on everyone's top five. Right. Even if he's yeah. Um, he's got to be. But, w- but here's the trick. I mean, if you go to a live event... And, and, and you do kind of know what's going to happen, get the hell out of there halfway through the main event. <laughs> Otherwise, you are stuck watching people fake punch each, each other on the way out and kids super kick and, you know, okay. all this, yeah, whatever. That's true. Just you know, leave. Just leave. Pretty, <laughs> that's right. pretty accurate, actually. Uh, Cena won that match uh, by submission, huh? Is that, is that, that's how it went. So you got the results there? The yeah, I, I went right to it. I, I'm looking at your WrestleMania 23. Thank you, because that was uh, an unanswered question for me for like seven years. <laughs> <laughs> so who won? You're like, I was there. Who, who I was won there, that? but I won. Uh, Which, did you just flip a coin in one week? It was Cena. Next week, yeah, right. Michaels. Uh, yeah, it's, so a, it's a very crappy thing for me to the say. The match right before it leading into it. Is, is that, do they do that every WrestleMania and I just miss it? Is it always a, a Divas a match? Divas match? Come yeah. Down. Yeah, yeah, it's usually a come-down match. Ashley and Melina were there. But the one before that was uh, Bobby Lashley with Trump against, uh, was that any fun? Against Umaga with uh, Vince McMahon? Uh, it just seemed like they were trying to give Umaga and Bobby Lashley the, like the rub by sticking them with Trump and McMahon. Yeah. You know, they were trying to like, hey, look at these guys. But okay. it's sort of more about us. What really sucks about that is uh, Bobby Lashley was like left like shortly thereafter. So okay, I, I'd be pissed, you know. Like if I was Vince and he, well, we're going to do this angle and it's going to end with me getting my head shaved and it's going to be you, Bobby Lashley, I guess to do it. And then he's just gone. I would be pissed. Have you ever met Vince McMahon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, how'd that go? Uh, it was in like 98 and we had, I had some LWF tapes uh-huh. and the, Oh wow. Yeah. I was like, and okay. I don't know, looking back, like, I don't know if that was even, you know, but so we go to the Rosemont horizon and uh, my girlfriend at the time, we were friends with the guys who worked at the state commission. Long story short, my girlfriend got to be one of the hoes for the Godfather. Oh, wow. To okay. maybe date the story. So it was like a smackdown. Anyway, um, I'm hanging out in the, the back, and Vince McMahon kind of comes out the door, and I had these two LWF tapes. Yeah. And I just looked at them, and I'm like, I can either be that guy that's all like, oh, my God, oh, my God, because I'm not I – I really don't get like that. But this is Vince yeah. McMahon, you <laughs> right. know? Uh, but I, I can be that guy, or I can just hand him the tapes and with a straight face – just say to him, here's some tapes, and here, here's what I do, and blah, blah, blah. So he comes busting out of the door. And uh, I'm like, Mr. McMahon, uh, my name is Billy Wack, and I'm from the Lunatic Wrestling Federation. I doubt you've heard of us, <laughs> but we have two well-produced tapes of our past couple of shows. Um, if you wouldn't mind taking a look at them or, or, or maybe giving them to, to Mr. Pat Patterson. Like, I, I, I gave some yeah, spiel. Yeah. And, uh, and he takes the tapes, and he kind of looks me up and down. 
And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And, uh, and I, I'm like, you know what? I, I want his autograph. Now I'm starting to melt. And I'm like, okay. you know what? I'm, I'm going to get this man to write his name on something for me. And I didn't have any paper. So I pull my wallet out and I go, you're going to think this is really strange, but can I get your autograph and can you sign my wallet? And he, next thing you know, there's a Sharpie and he's signing my wallet. And he goes to hand it back to me and I go to grab it and he pulls it away. And he looks at me and he goes, so those tapes are of your, uh, of your last two shows? And I was like, yeah. It's like, well, maybe someday I'll be putting money in this for you. And he hands me my wallet back. And I get these, like, goosebumps, like, Jesus Christ, Vince McMahon, you, as he's handing me my wallet back that he just signed. And I just, oh, thanks. And I kind of just bowed out, and that was it. And my wallet has now become a thing. I've had Bobby Heenan sign it. Oh, wow. I've had, like, oh, uh, cool. Doug Stanhope sign it. Yeah. Like, just every time I see somebody, I'm like, this guy, is, I want him on the wallet. It's like Willie Nelson's guitar in your pocket. Yeah, my wallet has this, like, yeah. So I got Austin to sign it, so my wallet is a well-traveled Wallet. Wow. I dig that a lot. The wallet. The yeah, wallet. It, it, was, it was just, oh, I have this right now to sign this. And, and then we took a picture. There's a picture of me and Vince on my Facebook, I think. And uh, he looks, he's all smiley. He looks like he's happy Vince. Now, it's so nice to hear that he is the character behind, oh. behind the doors. I, I met him he's once as well. He's the character. I was, uh, I was working at US 99, and they just announced the XFL. Oh. And they were uh, making yes. the announcement of the Chicago team at Dicka's, and that was across the street. So there's a limo out there, and like I see the limo driver, and I'm like, hey, whose limo is this? He's like, Vince McMahon. I'm like, okay. So I just wait. And I don't, I have nothing on me. No kids before cell phone, so I couldn't get the pick. And I'm just waiting, and I'm waiting, and uh, out comes Vince, and he walks like he walks, you know? Uh-huh. He comes out, and uh, I'm like, Yo, you're Vince McMahon. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I, I waited out here to, uh, to meet you. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, uh, I just want to shake your hand. And he just, he looks at me and he stares at me. And then he smiles and he goes, well, put her there. Yeah. Yeah. Gives the handshake, gets in his limo. And that was you nice. like football, kid. <laughs> Welcome to the XFL. Did you ask him to fire you? Like, I'd like to get fired. No, you know, it might have been before. That's got to be a right to get fired by Vince McMahon. Not, I mean, many have, I guess, but there's still, it's a small list. But many have, and I'm sure it was not as ceremonious. As <laughs> Wait, we don't have a spot for you. So he... he <laughs> That's amazing that, I, I don't know, he, he, was, he is that character, of course. He's truly an interesting guy. Like, when, he, when he's gone, and unfortunately, I mean, there's not a lot of time left, um, <laughs> in a real book's written about you him. You mean in, in your life? In a real book is written about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as opposed to a fictional one, but, yeah. um, I mean, just the rumors of that guy, just, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. wow. Yeah. He's, uh, he's our generation's uh, Barnum and Bailey. I know that's two guys, but he's, he takes both of them. He's like... That, um, yeah, that, that life of living on the road like that, it, it's very similar to the, the traveling. It's, it's a traveling show, and, and you're doing it weekly, and you have to put out the best product all the time. I, it, it's, I have so much respect for everyone who does that, Al. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just listen to... If you want to know what it feels like, just listen to Jake Roberts' speech and... I think that was pretty dead on. It's a, it's an addiction. Yeah. Well, hey, it's the uh, the overtime of the Larcher and Lawrence at Sports Show, the wrestling wrap up show. 
See, I, by the overtime, I don't have to try for no. stuff, do I? No, we've got football yeah. coming back next week. Draft's on the horizon, less than a month away. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, the draft show, will do it right before. The draft is on Thursday, March 8th. The Chicago Bears, what are they going to do with that 14th pick, Al? Go safety. Yeah, is that it? I hope so. I yeah. Mean, otherwise, I, I, I mean, that, that wouldn't be a bad idea, would it? No, I don't know. Because we got this, we could have our WrestleMania moment this year with the, with this team. Like it's like there's there's the yes movement is starting here in Chicago, and we got an amazing offense, and the defense is coming together surprisingly well. Yeah, so, I'm with you. Should should we do another show next week, seven o'clock? Yeah, of course. Uh, Billy Wack, thanks for being here, man. Once again, thanks for having me. I'm yeah, waving. Of course. Yeah. Was that for us? Always a good radio. That was for everyone. I'm waving. (laughs) Appreciate you being here. Uh, Can't wait to get out to see Pro Wrestling Blitz. I want to, after the show, I want to talk to you about the the minor league park thing on Thursdays. I I, I have Thursdays off. It's awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could probably get Thursdays. Can you fill in for me one Thursday? Yeah. Sure. All right. And then then I'll go the next week. That'll work. It works out. Yeah. Something like that. Thanks again, Billy Wack, for being here. Appreciate it. Well, this is what Austin wanted to... Thank God they, this didn't happen. Yeah. Austin wanted to sing this in New Orleans at, during that opening thing. Oh, really? Oh, he wanted no. to put the lyrics up on the screen like karaoke. Uh, karaoke. All right. All right. He was, yeah. he, was like, he was talking on his podcast about He's like pitching at the vent. He's like, you know, I said, well, we'll just... I'll sing Jambalaya. We're here in uh, New Orleans. You know, it'll be funny. People love it. And Vince is like, I don't think the copyright's going to work out. Oh, wow. Legal, Vince. Yeah. Have a good one. Catch you next time. Hi, this is Merle Haggard, and you're listening to Big Isle Archers. Stay tuned.